Hello and welcome to Commodity Conversations, episode 207. My name is David Myers and this week we have Rob Herman on to chat with Stuart Rain about all things wool. Stuart's the Tasmanian State Wool Manager with Nutrient Ag Solutions and he's worked nearly all over Australia with 30 years experience as a wool classer, auctioneer and buyer. Before we get into this week's episode, a quick wrap of the markets. Wet weather's causing some sale yard disruptions up and down the east coast, although plenty of cattle made it to the yards last week with a 14% lift on the week prior to nearly 40,000 head. This week, finished cattle have been in high demand with heavy steers reaching 900 cents carcass weight, while reef stockers and feeders have been less sought after. The eastern young cattle indicator moved up 10 cents this week to $10.40, Sheep and lamb prices have made mostly positive movements, except for mutton, which lost 20 cents. The wheat market's still struggling with supply concerns and an uncertain economic outlook, with much still hanging on the grain corridor negotiations in the Black Sea. That's all for me. I'll leave you with Robin Stewart. Enjoy the episode. Thanks, Dave. Yes, it's great that we can welcome Stuart Rain to uh, the Comedy Commodity Conversations podcast today. Now, right now, Stuart is head of Nutrients Wool in Tasmania. But Stu, um, welcome to Commodity Conversations. Just tell us a little bit about about your background because it's much more broad than what you're doing right now. Thanks, Rob, and uh, yeah, afternoon to your listeners. Um, yeah, look, I, I have had a, a very um, broad background in this industry and it's been a fantastic ride for over 30 years, which has take, taken me to most wool-producing states of Australia and overseas, which has been... Um, a fantastic, uh, a fantastic thing for me. But um, yeah, we've lived in most states, um, including Victoria, New South Wales, and Western Australia, and now Tasmania. So I think you could probably say we've seen it all um, and uh, had a lot of experience with lots of different wools and in different wool growing regions throughout lots of different seasons as well. Yes, well, this week we. Um, I just want to get your views on this, Stuart. This week the. AWEC's comment started off by saying that the Australian wool market's brief upward run was ended as the market recorded its first overall loss in three weeks. Now, you're, um, you know, part of your role is to be um, well connected with the exporters and uh, and talk to them. What are, what are you hearing, and and what are the um, challenges that are causing this sort of volatility we're seeing in recent times? Yeah, well, what um, the challenges? Um, this week we offered um, just over forty-one thousand bales nationally. In the previous weeks, where we saw this market uplift, um, we've been selling sort of between thirty-two and thirty-five thousand bales. So we've seen an uptick in the offering, but uh, I think significantly, Rob, uh, we've seen the Aussie dollar increase in strength from 61.97 to where it's landed at the moment around 64.10. So a couple of hundred points uh, on the Aussie. And I know that we don't always attribute, uh, you know, a rise in the Aussie to a fall in wool market prices. But I think in this instance, the last fortnight at 61.97, we saw a fairly strong uptick in the market off the base or off the back, I should say, of that uh, lower Aussie dollar and a very small offering of about 32,000 bales. So I think it's just a great example of how when a couple of factors uh, sort of go against, so increased volume, higher Aussie dollar exchange rate, um, you know, this market, you know, has, uh, has responded. 
Now, the um, the exporters have had a, I mean, they've got to deal with this stuff all the time, but it's particularly tough at the moment. And we had a three-month easing trend and then we had a two-week rally and then this week we're back a step again. Um, what are the exporters saying about the, the their feedback that they're getting from their customer processes in uh, in the Northern Hemisphere? Well, I think it's in two bits, Rob. Um, certainly China, um, our largest customer at about 82% or somewhere there, um, you know, there's still some big challenges uh, in mainland China and certainly the zero COVID policy is is impacting not only um, the ability for some of, uh, uh, you know, the, I guess, workers to move from whether you know, whether it be home to work or province to province or wherever, or even a, a, a trucking company, for example, you know, there's, there's challenges internally there that are, that are creating some difficulties. Um, but we're also seeing this energy, you know, the energy prices around the world, especially in Europe, creating some challenges for us as well. So, um, you know, exporters are reporting all of that, that they, they continue to be the challenges. Um, and also with, uh, logistics. We know that for many months, um, shipping has been difficult. Uh, so less, so fewer ships on the ocean uh, heading up into China from Australia, and also, you know, um, the cost of those containers is quite significantly higher. So, um, you know, financing the clip, moving that wool to the early stage users, and that consumer that we know in some of those larger countries that are still in some way or shape uh, in lockdown have all, I guess, culminated to create the challenges that we see now. Now, I'm talking to Stuart Rain today on Commodity Conversations, who's the Nutrient State Manager based out of Tassie. I'm pretty sure you're a bit like us, Stu. You can't go anywhere today without somebody talking about the rain and how wet things are. Just give us a feeling for how far behind in your state um, shearing is is it impacted, and and what are the concerns you're you're hearing about as a result of these shearing delays as we look forward? Okay, so uh, yes, looking at the window here, it's raining in northern Tasmania as we speak, and I know also in southern Tasmania it's pouring. Um, so yes, we're very similar to the rest of the east coast. Um, so uh, how far behind are we at the moment? We would be uh, at least six weeks behind. So a lot of shearing that probably should have concluded in October is going to run right through November and into early December. So the challenge that will create is that, well, I guess depending on the weather, we're going to um, potentially have a, a rush to market. Um, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be as bold to say that we're going to overload the market, but certainly there'll be a lot of wool potentially coming into our wool store in Northern T Tasmania around that same time, just pre-Christmas. Um, some of the challenges with this uh, extra wet season that we've had uh, and we're having um, is that uh, we cannot get sheep to shearing sheds at the moment. Um, lots of creeks, lots of rivulets, and um, it's just not possible to get them off that higher ground through that mud and water uh, to those sheds. So uh, that's a challenge. We, have, we haven't seen a lot of, uh, I guess, um, a, a very much of a decline in wool quality because of the rain. Um, a lot of our sheep are fairly waterproof, so we're not seeing increased colour, but certainly I anticipate that we're going to see mud, and I think that's going to be our challenge going forward. 
That's a great word you've introduced us there too, Stu. Rivulet, I think that's a really good Tasmanian word. And we can just picture what you mean there by those little creeks and rivers all getting, um, you know, bursting their banks now on, at this time of the year. One of the things that um, Andrew Woods talked about this week on Mercado was um, the long wool merino prices. And, and the reason he looked at it is because we're starting to see a bit more longer wool come through and probably going to see it more uh, as this season unfolds. Um, is that what you're seeing down your way? Uh, look, we, we, we're anticipating it, Rob. Um, we're probably up until um, in September or up until September, we probably hadn't seen any overlong wool, but I think these December wools that should have been shorn in that September, October, we're just going to see them on that longer side um, than what we normally would and probably you know, not not really preferable. But But to say in the market, we are definitely seeing a lot I think year on year a lot more longer staple length wools than than we have previously. Yeah, well, there's a really good article, and Andrew Woods, who we know gathers all his data and information before he writes things, but um, he's making the point that um, the the longer merino wool is is happening mainly in average to broader merino micron categories, and the discounts tend to be fairly mild at the moment. But we'll need to watch that. It's something that. Um, that can start to become a problem if the volumes increase, and especially, I guess, at the at the finance due. So, just to round off, let, let's let's get you a little bit of advice here from you and in, in your role talking to growers all the time. We know that the market's quite volatile. What what are you suggesting producers should do as they approach this market if they're going into a selling program? Well, I think um, we've got to look at all the indicators, and I know that you know. I guess it depends where you draw those. That information from there's probably conflicting information, um, you know, in in the in in that space. But I've, we're still seeing uh, we're still seeing very good demand, and and we're being told, even though it's from afar, because many of our first day, early stage customers aren't travelling to Australia or we're not going there yet. But we're still hearing that demand is good. So, what are we saying? Um, you know, we know that the market's been a bit choppy these last few weeks and it will probably continue on uh, as the year goes on. But one thing we do know is that quality wools, quality wools are still selling very well. And we know that uh, there isn't a large volume of wool in the cupboard on hold. So what I'm saying is I think in 2023, um, um, there's certainly going to be, uh, you know, continued demand uh, and hopefully uh, um, on a bit of an upswing. Um, we're hearing that a lot of processes are, are booked right through till April and we've got this little bit of a delay with shearing um, that's potentially going to cause a little bit of a, I guess, a little bit of a, a blockage in the in the pipeline. So, um, you know, we're still positive about uh, what we're seeing happen around us. And I think, you know, in early 23, we're going to have a good handle on what those... Um, increased energy prices what they're doing around the world and how i guess how the con how consumer has managed that and um you know we're hoping to see them come out in spring and start to buy some of these new collections of, of wool and product that'll be available so you know we're certainly um you know it's not all doom and gloom there is uh i think you know lots still lots of positive news out there and um you know certainly in a market that's 
not producing as much merino wool as there has been in the past. I certainly uh, believe that uh, those well-prepared merino clips will be uh, will be in you know good demand. Well, it's been great to catch up with you, Stuart, and we really appreciate your time. Thank you. I think um, the, the the notes you finished on probably tells us that we need to come back and review this again. So we're hoping we can get you back on Commodity Conversations in the future. Um, thanks very much and, um, and all the best down there in Tassie. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Rob. And, uh, yeah, um, it's yeah, been absolutely my pleasure. And, uh, yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see you uh, next time we talk. That's it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to know more about what's happening in the markets, head to the Mercado website. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week with more Commodity Conversations. Music